tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that's at least easier to follow than the storyline of Kingdom Hearts. I'm Cody. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. We have a great show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. Got through that one just simple and clean. Simple and clean. Simple and clean. Uh, <laughs> that, is a, that is a joke for maybe five people. It's the way that you're making me feel tonight. <laughs> uh. All right. We have a great show for you this week. Bunch of news. But first, let's talk about some things we have been checking out. Uh, I'm going to get mine out of the way. I have one thing. I watched the first half of the... HBO made-for-TV movie Fahrenheit 451, based off of the Ray Bradbury book. And it is that book in name only. Oh, that's too bad. I mean, they took some of the names... They took the names from the characters that, like, um, uh, Michael B. Jordan plays Guy Montag and Captain Beatty's in there. Um, and, like, they have the general premise of burning, you know, books are bad, burn books. But they added, like, all this extra stuff about books are available to read, you know, the state allows you to because they're on iPads, but actual books are not allowed. That's really stupid. Like, you can read the Bible and Moby Dick. And also, they added this whole subplot about um, basically an Amazon Alexa in everyone's home and everywhere spying on you. I mean... It's not too far off. It's not too far <laughs> off. It, it looked really cool. I mean, it had a lot of like futuristic, like um, it almost looked like uh, what was it, Atomic Blonde with the primary neon color oh, cool. like palette and stuff like mm. that. And they did a really good job with some of the aspects of the book, like how in the book they explained that there are TVs along entire walls and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, I actually That's read really this cool. book back in the day. I did too. I really liked the book originally, yeah. um, but they veer so far away from like the main, like the actual beats of the book that it's barely Fahrenheit 451. <laughs> hmm. um, they turn Captain Beatty from uh, the main antagonist to someone who the main, you know, Montag is like, might be working with him to like save books. Cause there's mm. like a whole subplot where he's like writing his own book on like cigarette papers, <laughs> rolled cigarette papers and stuff. Hmm. And like uh, Montag's not married. So you don't have that like give and take with, which the was wife, a big, I feel like which was, was a big, big part, part of, of it. Yeah. So I guess what I could say is this movie is a success in that it makes you want to read the book yeah. instead of watch the movie. I mean, I've never read the book. I never had to. So it was required reading at, oh, at, I, at least I, when I, at least I wasn't when I was required. I read it for funsies. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to, I would have read it for funsies anyway, but I think, um, I think at Ridgedale it was required reading. Honestly, freshman there, or sophomore year, there were a lot of books that were that I've known people to have required reading that I never had. Like I never had to read like The Great Gatsby or things like that. Oh yeah, yeah we had. It. Oh, I had Great Gatsby. Nope. Yep. Wuthering Heights. Nope. Nope. Really? Wow. Oh, in my elementary, we we read the uh, what was it? Um, the Golden Goblet three years in a row. I don't know Why? what that is. Like they well, it was two two years in a row, and then they tried to get us to do it the third time. And then we looked at our teacher goes, we've just read that twice. Each light. It goes, really? Like, yes. Okay, the Golden Goblet is set in ancient Egypt, and it's about this kid who has an abusive older brother that takes care of him, and he he dreams of becoming a like a gold jewelry smith. Wow. Sounds exciting. It's, yeah. a, it's a dumb book. It sounds like <laughs> it. It's a really dumb book. It doesn't sound great. But yeah, Wuthering Heights was required reading um, junior year. Yeah, Great Gatsby. We did. Uh, I'm trying to think of. Some I of the tried other... to read Great Gatsby for funsies, and I uh, didn't care for it. It's an it's a really acquired <laughs> taste. Yeah, um, we actually did uh, in what sophomore year we did a, a big huge section on like Arthurian legend hmm. and like stuff like that. So you read like what Avalon? Uh, yeah, read Avalon. And I remember it because... Or was it, where was it, where was it or was that Shores of Avalon? I can't remember the name of the book. Something like that. Yeah, we did that. We did the um, Lancelot, mm. well, whatever that one was. And I remember it because at the end of the chapter, we had like a couple weeks before the end of the nine weeks, and our teacher brought in um, 
Monty Python and the oh, Holy Grail, nice. and we watched that, and it got to the part with the uh, killer bunnies, oh. and he rewound it because it was on a VHS. He rewound it and rewatched it like five times in a row, and just laughed hysterically. Like he's like, "Oh, this is the best part of the movie! Oh my god!" And, and, and like, yeah, I'm I was surprised he didn't fast forward through the through the convent. Yeah, did he fast forward? Yeah, through Castle Anthrax. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, I believe he did. But uh, yeah, I did that, and um, oh god, what was it? The um, Canterbury Tales. Hmm. Canterbury Tales were uh, required. Oh, that was reading. boring. That was a rough one. Bits and pieces. Some of it I enjoyed. Some of it I did not. But there were there are bits that I liked. What was the uh, God? What was this one book we read when I was in school? <laughs> it's not finished. What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a book I read. Uh, something Pigman. Shoot, it's about an old man who lived alone in a house, and these kids befriend him, and then betray his trust by throwing a house party in his house. That uh, sounds really familiar. Yeah, I know. Something Pigman? Lunch with Pigman? I can't remember now. Mask of the Pigman. No, <laughs> no. And then we read like Tuesday with Maury. Yeah. Never never had to read that one. Oh, you're lucky. <laughs> I feel like we read like a like an excerpt or something. I, Back when you I, had those, I, those reading books that were oh, just huge yeah. textbooks with a bunch of... Though, though for in my junior year, we read uh, The Green Mile, and I really enjoyed that. I wish we did that one. We didn't do that one. It's a good book. We, it's, a, it's a lot different than the movie. We read The Minds of Billy Milligan in one of my high school English classes, and it was really good and kind of kickstarted my interest in like true crime stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like Mitch, what was his name? Mitch Obloom, mm. the, the author of yeah. Tuesday with Amori. I don't like his work. I don't. Mm. Uh, we did uh, um, To Kill a Mockingbird. Nope. No? Didn't I've, only, that I've, one? I've only seen the movie. I've never oh, read really? the book. Oh, really? Yeah. The book's really good. Well, yeah. I, I enjoyed the book. I mean, it was a slice of life kind of oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Uh, and it did have a true crime kind of thing near the end. Like, they spend half the book setting up all the characters, and then the second half is... The trial. The trial where um, Scout's dad was... Because um, they killed that bird. Yeah, they killed that bird. Yeah. Uh, like, what was his name? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's why I haven't read it, is I, I don't care for violence against birds. <laughs> God dang it! Did you buy well, the... Then, then never read the Owls of Gahul. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I could. Oh, I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I really liked that movie, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I never the, watched the, it. The Guardians, Owls oh, of Gahul. Oh, I feel yeah. like somebody was involved in that movie that you'd be like, "What was it? Is that a Zack Snyder movie?" Yes. Yeah, that's a that's a Zack Snyder movie. Is it? It's yeah. either Zack Snyder or what's his name from the X Men movies. Now uh, I gotta look it up. What's his name? The one that's getting into that. Um, Brian Singer. Brian Singer. It's, oh. either one, it's either one of the two of them. Mm. I'm thinking it's Zack Snyder, mm. but it honestly could be either or. I, I mean, I kind of like that movie. Yeah. You know, it's a good movie I watched a little while ago. The Guardian. It was like. The Guardians of the Galaxy is pretty good. <laughs> it's a, it a good movie. No, it's the one where like Santa Claus. And it's, just the Easter called, Bunny it's just called. And the, I think Guardi- it's just called Guardians. Guardians. It's just called the Guardians. Yeah. I liked it. I liked that movie too. It's really good. It was really clever. And and, and Santa's kind of a you know kind of a Russian Cossack kind of like uh, yeah. You know, he's, he's kind of dope. Mm-hmm. He is, yeah. And Z- I, Zack Snyder did Zack direct Snyder. Owls of Gahul. Gotcha, yeah. But no, uh, The Guardians, that was... Um, did you know it was based off of a book series? Yes. Like, there's an entire series of, like... Mm-hmm. Most DreamWorks stuff is. That's that's really cool. It actually kind of makes me want to go back and read, like, that series. Because I well, like, like the like setting. Shrek is, like, a book. Yeah. And, well, Shrek's a book, but... And... Boss Baby's a book. Is it? It is. Huh. Huh, did not know that. Uh, how to Train Your Dragon is a book. Well, I knew that was the a book. art is yeah. so different though. I hate it. <laughs> well, Shrek looks really weird. Oh, I too. know, I know. Oh man, I had a weird, I had a weird stint uh, earlier this. Uh, I thought you were gonna say stink. No, 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 no. I mean that's always, but um, <laughs> this weekend where I, I think I've decided I'm going to go back and I'm going to start reading the Redwall series. Oh, right on. That's good stuff. I own the entire series. Sure, and you, I, you've read it once, haven't you? I've or read not, bits and pieces of it. Not the whole one. I've okay. read like. I've read the first four books in their entirety, mm. and I started the fifth one, God, t- 10 years ago, mm. and never finished it. Of course, the same thing for Pirate Latitudes by Michael Creighton. Yeah. Wasn't well, there a uh, D&D campaign set in the Red Wall like universe I don't kind know of mice, there's, there's mice and mystics well that's that's a that's a totally different that's a board game i own all of that actually nice. I, own, I own all of my why, why are we playing that why yeah, are we why playing are that we right playing now mice and mystics right now i'd love to play that i almost bought it uh, i own the whole thing 
Uh, I actually... Um, hey, next game night. It's kind of... I need to read the rules, because it's, okay. it's one of those more complicated kind of, like, campaign-in-a-box style games. Sure. Okay. Um, we can watch a video. Yeah. I mean, we could do that. Uh, I uh, actually contacted a friend of mine to commission him to paint the pieces. Oh, oh nice. 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 There's a lot of pieces in that. <laughs> but that's how usually when we do a game night, like at my mom's house, it just is us watching a lot of YouTube videos about On how, how to, to play, play a game. And then, play, <laughs> and then trying to play the game. Yeah. Which usually works. <laughs> actually, actually, there is a Mice and Mystics like movie or animated series coming out to Netflix. Oh, really? cool. Yeah. Um, you might be think you guys might be thinking of Mouse Guard though. I might, yeah, that might. Be I think mouse there's guard. a, I think there's a Mouse Guard like role playing system. It's hey, it's mice with swords. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, of course, Brian Jock's like part way through the series is kind of gives up on anything of like size ratios of creatures and stuff. <laughs> like in the very first book, they talk about how like the rat horde comes in a horse drawn wagon. Oh, nice. And like the horse is some gigantic beast, and like one of the rats falls off the cart and gets crushed by a wheel. Oh. But beyond that, they, they just kind of give up on everything. <laughs> there were also some animated series back in the mm, late 90s, I think. Of Redwall? Yeah. Yeah. They that, did. That sounds familiar. They did three of them. There's the original Redwall. There's Matameo, which features uh, uh, Tim Curry as the voice of the main villain. Well, then that's the best movie ever. <laughs> Tim Curry. Yeah. Yeah, he plays uh, Slagar the Cruel. He's this fox who wears a mask. And orders a cheese pizza. <laughs> and Hello. They, and then they did. Uh, and then they did Martin the Warrior. Uh, with God, the series is all over the place too. Because sometimes, like, it takes place in this part of the series, and then this is like, oh, this is like hundreds of years in the past, and this one's like X amount of years in the future. It's so weird. But anyway, you know, uh, sometimes I get that mixed up with, and I know this is not right, and I know this is like the Warrior Apple, Cats. No, <laughs> I want Samurai Pizza Cats. No, I want. I um, want to read the Warrior Cats though. I get it mixed up sometimes, and again, this is totally apples and oranges. But uh, Secret of Nim, because oh, you makes have sense. the Kinda. you know lab animal kind of like yeah the anthropomorphic uh, mm-hmm. animal people yeah. yeah that you find out were like tested on mm-hmm. yeah you know. The new Watership Down series popped up on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet. I don't want to watch rabbits tear each other apart. <laughs> the The animation looks really weird. Like, I can't tell if it's cheap or not. Yeah, I still... Cheap or artistic. It's cheap or not, I don't want to watch rabbits fight and dismember each other. That's not a, from the, That's not a good time for from me. From the trailer I've watched, it doesn't look as nearly as graphic as the original film was. <laughs> I hate when they do CG and it's like at like this weirdly low frame rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like a... Dragon Prince is like that, which is fine when you, if you get used to it. But like, there's a second of like, why does it look like my TV's having trouble rendering this? Well, <laughs> like, Dra- Dragon Prince Ruby looks kind of like that. Their new uh, Rooster Teeth's new series uh, Genlock looks a lot like that. I've seen a million ads for that. What in the heck is that? It's it's their brand new series. It just premiered. Oh, I haven't gotten a chance to watch it. It looks like some kind of future mech series. They they can't do Ruby forever because the guy that. Because Monty Ohm died. Yeah. yeah, it feels like it's nearing its end on Ruby, though. They, they probably should have stopped it a while ago. I feel like. I mean, I don't know how they, it works inside it at Rooster Teeth, but I feel like unless he had like a story bible and was like, "Hey, this is how I want to end the series. This is where everyone wants to end up." Yeah, and they yeah. just want to kind. Of, they're going off of that to finish up the series. Because I, I mean, because in that case, I could see them. I'd be alright. I, I like. Yeah. I like this current season or set of Ruby or whatever you want to call it. Now, is this the one where the Halo characters make the fart jokes? <laughs> no, that is red versus blue. Ah, uh, okay. And that should have uh, stopped a long time ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, how many how like, many seasons? Into that? Like when Halo stopped being relevant. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Actually, I don't think they've really done one in a while, though. They had another animated series uh, that's actually like legit animated. It's called The Nomad of Nowhere. Mm. I've watched it. It's not bad. It's, it sounds like Xavier Renegade Angel. No, no. It's kind of <laughs> like a sounds, weird. Sounds like something he would come up with. I know, but it's it's kind of <laughs> like a weird, um, like pseudo western mm. kind of thing cool. with like a like a little bit of fantasy thrown into it. Cool. Yeah. It's not. It's not bad. It's kind of short though. Mm-hmm. God, check it out. Um, I can just. I can. Do you have just, anything, Cody? I can just hear Xavier saying the the nomad of nowhere and like that weird cadence that he has. <laughs> that was a good show. It was it's really a weird. weird. It's it was so really, weird. really weird and surreal, but it was funny. It had like a like a drug trip kind of to it. <laughs> it was by the people that did. Uh, I can't remember Wonder Shows in. Oh, okay, which is then, a yeah, fantastic and yeah. great show. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think I ever watched that one. Oh, you should. It's like it's like a the concept is it's like a dark kids show. Mm-hmm. So Gravity Falls. No, like, no, like 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 Dark Sesame Street. Oh, like Sesame Street. That's not to, afraid to tell kids the dark truths of the universe. <laughs> is like the concept of the show. Oh man! All right, uh, so yeah, let's do some uh, some of you guys checked out because uh, I mean we vamped what, for twenty minutes, we're so we're good. <laughs> yeah. I mean we can keep talking about just random books and random stuff. random stuff. Yeah. This is fun. I mean this is kind of the point of the beginning of the show well, sure, in yeah. a way. Yeah, I yeah, mean yeah. <laughs> I haven't really done much of anything else other than watch the whole first season of Once Upon a Time. And we talked about that. We last talked about week. that. Yeah, and I'm I'm still trying to barrel my way through Kingdom Hearts. Two. Two, yeah. Mm-hmm. And most of the way through. It really starts spinning its wheels halfway through, which sucks. Mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts 2, the third in the series. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I played a little bit of that that Realm Royale game. What is I that? don't know what that is. It's a Battle Royale game that has like a fantasy skin to it, kind of. <sighs> Pretty much. <Yeah>. Pretty much. <laughs> Except you don't build things. There are classes, and they have different abilities and skill trees you can unlock and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you get shot, and before you die, you become a chicken. Huh. And you okay. can you can escape, and within a certain amount of time, you come back with a little bit of health. Mm. That's interesting. Oh yeah, sure. like different. the like the first time I got the first time I got turned into a chicken, I got out of there, and I was actually able to survive. And I was like, oh okay. I don't know. There's you drop onto an island or whatever from a blimp. Looks like a, it looks like a Warcraft Zeppelin, honestly. Mm. Um, so it starts the same as every battle royale game. Pretty much. Are we are we done with those yet? No. Nope. Can we be done? No. Nope. No. Nope. The kids still love the Fortnite. Do the floss dance. Yeah. Isn't that the uh, Fallout seventy six survival mode? The uh, battle royale type sort of situation. Mm, I mean, they don't drop you in a map, and mm. or is it more like Rust or something? It's like that? like a more like a Rust, Rust. thing, okay. which I think is what they originally wanted to do with the whole game anyway, and it yeah. makes a lot more sense. But that's for after. That's the for music. after the break. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I know there's been stuff lately that I, after we're done with the show, I go, "Darn it! I wanted to talk about." <laughs> This, um, and I didn't. And now yeah, I you can't. know, when you're on the spot, you, yeah. it's, it's hard to come up with stuff. Sure. No, yeah. I mean, I got completely caught up on Steven Universe, and I'm ready for the movie to come out later this year. Nice. Nice. Um, I watched more Great British Baking Show. It's a good show. Yeah. We've said uh, that several times. Yeah, we have. <laughs> uh, more the... The season that we watched had uh, there was a guy named Rahul that uh, that won, and he is so like nervous and like borderline <laughs> depressive. Like every time anyone tells him he did a good job, he said sorry. <laughs> it's Canadian. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and it got to the point where every time he came on screen, I would go like <laughs> make that noise, like he's just like nervously like grunting. Like, <laughs> like well, <laughs> Paul Hollywood shakes his hands like you did a great job. This is the best cake I've ever had. So, so he's like, you can hear his butthole clench. Yeah. So, so he's like Tina from Bob's Burgers. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, he really is. And like, he won the whole thing and was like, "Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I won. I'm sorry, s- I crushed your dreams. I'm sorry, everyone else should should have won instead of me. I'm sorry." <laughs> the Great Canadian Bake Off. <laughs> uh, apology 2019. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So, have you guys seen all the stupid Shaggy memes? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I don't really care. I don't get I it. Don't, I am, yeah. I'm like, they just kind of popped out of nowhere, and I was like, why? Why? I, I found a deep dive of those, like, last night, like, super late last night. Most of them um, are, like, movie interviews. Yeah. They are, with um, um, Matthew Lillard, yeah. the actor's name. Or with all the other actors. And they would put, like, you know, I'm only using 1% of my power because Shaggy is the best and the strongest or something yeah, like something that. Yeah, some of that. And I, They're not funny. I guess no, it, I, I guess, didn't think so either. I guess yeah. it all started from some little clip from some Scooby-Doo movie where Shaggy has like a trigger word or a trigger phrase or something that turns him brave and he huh. fights a bunch well, of bikers. But that's somebody, probably the weird second one. Uh, no, 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 no. Not the live action one. It's oh, an animated one. Oh, oh you mean... Scooby Snacks. Yeah. Because that was the whole point of Scooby Snacks. Yeah. Well, something about something about a sandwich or something like triggers him into being like some kind of amazing brave guy. It's lame. Uh, yeah. But somebody overlaid it with a song from Dragon Ball Super. And so now <laughs> oh. this whole thing is called like Ultra Instinct Shaggy or something. Oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah. 
You know, I've never been. I meme culture is weird, and sometimes meme I get it. Meme culture is weird. I, I was about ready to say, you know, I've never been a huge Scooby Doo guy. I've, I mean, I like it more than, I mean, you know, some folks. But yeah. like, it's never oh, been I like Scooby Doo. It's I was never a kid. been. It was my favorite. The only Scooby Doo series that I've really enjoyed beginning to end was Mystery Inc. Uh, the one that has continuity and there's like a, a An actual season story. long like story like mystery mm. instead of you know episodic like yeah chunks. monster or ghosts of the week or whatever i watched yeah. it like before school every day they'd play it in the morning yeah uh but kind of getting to my point with this i guess there's a petition out there to put shaggy in mortal kombat 11 which is more Lame. likely than you'd think. I know. Because Warner <laughs> Brothers and Scooby-Doo oh, and Scooby also Doo. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> it's more likely than Goku and Smash. Yeah. <sighs> and, uh, hey, they put Ronda Rousey in it. You might as well put Shaggy. Who cares? Yeah. Oh, man, get Matthew <laughs> Lillard to voice uh, <laughs> uh, um, Johnny Cage. Reptile. Oh. <laughs> He's green. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Zoinks. <laughs> like Wild Scoop. Also, he has a move where he just eats the other guy. Yeah, so, that would know. be it. Yeah, like yeah. unhinges his jaw. Yeah. <laughs> like what he's like eating. Shaggy does when he eats a sandwich. Well, the PC version, someone will mod like yeah. a, a Shaggy model over top of like a bad like, one from an old mm-hmm. Scooby Doo game. Oh yeah, either yeah. that or either that or somebody will make a make a make a wrestler character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, stupid. Yeah. Oh man, I, it's like the new Ugandan knuckles for me right now. I, I hate it. I mean, can I just say, like, as far as like Once Upon a Time goes, I don't know if it's yeah. just the first season or if it gets better. How I hate how everything, like, especially in the fantasy world, looks so stupid fake. Yeah, like it hurts. Oh yeah, no, it doesn't <laughs> get better. In fact, it gets worse. Like the the, the people against green screens. Yeah, <sighs> eventually they run out of budget. Mm. And you end up with, like, yeah, very bad CG backgrounds. Like, I, I mean, there's already a bunch in there, especially for, like, Regina's castle interiors and mm-hmm. things like that. And they keep using the same, like, 50 feet of woods uh, Yeah, for, like, everything. All the mm-hmm. budget goes into Regina's awesome uh, costumes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, queen Cleavage, as yeah. my girlfriend calls her. <laughs> Sometimes, like, some of the costumes, like, look terrible. Like, some uh-huh. of the, like... Prince Charming's outfits were kind of looked kind of good, but then like all like the castle guards for all the different kingdoms looked like garbage. Mm-hmm. Like oh, so... just wait till you get to uh, um, Wizard of Oz land. Wait, that's a thing. <laughs> oh that's a, that's my god, that's a spinoff show. Yeah, oh, I, I and, also, it, I and also it... the Wicked Witch is like the antagonist of season three, right? Yeah, I thought I thought the only spinoff was the Wonderland one. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of that. No, there there was an Aladdin one, wasn't there? Jafar is in Wonderland. Jafar, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, he's in Wonderland. Right, but no, the uh, yeah, the villain of season three is uh, the Wicked Witch. Why was I thinking there was an Oz spinoff? I don't they're, know. It's Wonderland. Oh, they're basically the same yeah. thing. Are you thinking of Tin Man? You know yeah. that, that really bad sci-fi channel. Hey, I kind of liked. I kind of liked that. Chanel? Yeah, I kind of liked that. Yeah, and they're in the OZ. <laughs> No, that was an HBO series. No, that's what they called Oz in Tin Man. They called it the OZ. Did they? Yep. Oh, yeah. And Tin Man was a cop? Yeah, <laughs> he was a Tin Man because he wore a tin star. God. That and they found him like in a almost like a steampunk Iron Maiden thing trapped in the oh, woods. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's a weird series. You know that actor that played the Tin Man went on to play M. Bison in that uh, Legend of Chun-Li movie? <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. A classic a in classic its own right. A classic film. Oh, oh man! My Speaking gosh. of Street Fighter, I watched uh, I watched uh, the Adams Family movie. Oh yeah, okay, Raul Julia. Yeah, it took yeah, me a second yeah. to uh, make, make the, the connection. connection. Yeah, but no, it's a good movie. I forgot how much I love that movie and it's how really weird good. it is. Yeah, I haven't seen those movies. I know I've seen them before, but mm-hmm. it's been so long I don't remember I anything liked, about them. Uh, Adams Family Values too. Oh yeah, it was an interesting like take on like the. Yeah, and like, I love the, the Adams story. family too. They mm-hmm. like like the they're great. like the one thing I kind of noticed is a lot of movies that I really love, especially from like the early to mid '90s, mm-hmm. almost have like the same style of opening. Yeah, black screen with that weird squiggly white font. Like Men in Black does the same thing, mm-hmm. and I think they almost they might have the same composer. I'm not even sure right now, oh, but the music maybe. sounds almost the same. Is it Barry Sonnenfeld? Maybe Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> But like Beetlejuice has a similar. What is opening? the deal with all of these music scores? <laughs> uh, and like Superman's in the background. Yeah. 
Wow, that's a deep dive. Right? Yeah. All right, hey, let's go ahead and take a break here, and when we come back, we'll get into some news. Nerd Overload is a show produced under the umbrella of a nonprofit organization, Marion Community Radio WZMO. To help with our fundraising, we have become a member of Patreon. What is Patreon? Patreon exists because when creators are paid, they can create more amazing things. Things that inspire us, teach us, challenge us. Things that make us laugh. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it really easy for creators to get paid. We're using the idea of patronage, which is actually a really old idea. Exactly, Jack. If it weren't for patrons, we wouldn't have Romeo and Juliet or Mona Lisa, Mozart, Shakespeare, Da Vinci. They all had patrons. What can I do to help Nerd Overload? Patrons set a monthly subscription-style payment for the level of membership they want. Where do I go? Thousands of creators and creative teams are using Patreon to run their business their way. So if you're a professional creator, start a page and give your fans the opportunity to become patrons. Patreon.com slash nerd overload now. So happy together If I should call you up Invest a dime And you say you belong to me Lose my mind Imagine how the world could be So very fine So happy together the turtles with happy together there was recently a detective pikachu trailer that had that song in it and it's a great song yeah so yeah that's why we played it yeah also, i mean hey it it fits <laughs> also uh, detective pikachu looks real good it looks incredibly good they recently released like a, a second teaser that's mostly the same it's mostly the, the same one. there's a couple extra shots yeah and, and it's, it's yeah I and a fart joke yeah and I continue to be excited for the film about the crime-solving children's toy rat. <laughs> yeah, it looks really, really good. And um, we're not the only ones that think it looks really good. Um, was it uh, Legendary Pictures uh, executives thinks it also looks really good because they've already greenlit a sequel. Yeah, they're already working on Detective Pikachu too. 
Yeah. Okay, so... Is... Well, actually, they changed the name of the movie, too. It's now called Pokemon Detective Pikachu. <sighs> Okay. Which doesn't seem necessary. I feel it like doesn't. it needs. I, f- I feel like it needs like the Rogue One treatment, where it's like Detective Pikachu, like a oh, Pokemon cool. story. Yeah, yeah. A, po- a Pokemon tale. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. All right, so I, um, I, please hire me. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think Pikachu has more brand recognition than the brand he's then, from. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think Detective Pikachu tells you all you need to know. I agree with that. <laughs> now, uh, with them greenlighting uh, Detective Pikachu too, do you think this is a sign that the movie is good, or do you think that they are jumping the gun and um, putting like their eggs in, in well, uh, a basket too I, I early? I don't think it matters if the movie's good. Uh, it's yeah. going to make a billion dollars anyway because that's it's Pokemon. true. Yeah. I think that's what they're that's planning true. on. Uh, yeah, is the fact that its bo- its box office earnings are going to be insane, mm-hmm. and it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be super effective. And I think yeah, <laughs> super effective <laughs> against people's wallets. <laughs> um, I think it'll be good though. I think there's enough. Uh, good writers attached to it. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I think it's going to be different enough from a standard pe- uh, a, a Pokemon movie. Yeah, yeah. That I think it's going to get people, you know, people who are already fans of the franchise, mm-hmm. but you're not going to get bored of. Oh, we know the story of Pokemon. You're you know? not catching them all and, and yeah. fighting the Elite Four or whatever. I, I feel think... like it's going to be more like for like fans to go like kind of like a background hunt. Yeah, look, there's that. Well, I think it's accessible to people who don't know Pokemon, too, because it's a detective story. It's not... Right. Yeah. It's a story that features Pokemon, not a Pokemon story. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's the smartest way to do anytime you're making a film about a... A franchise where you're not going straight after the core demographic. And it has a whole world behind it. Like, like, well, Harry Potter's a a bad... uh, Example? Example, because the expanded universe for that keeps getting worse and worse. Yeah, but also it's partially a good a, a good example of taking something that has a universe in it, but not having to explain everything in the universe to you. Yeah. Except well, for J.K. Rowling, who likes to explain everything to you on her Twitter account. In, I'm including not, wizard toilets. I, yeah. And or lack thereof. Lack thereof. <laughs> I'm not even... <laughs> Look that up, I'm not even. I'm not even really talking about that. I'm, I, I like it when, pe- when storytellers give you something, but you don't feel like you needed everything explained to you. It, it doesn't insult the intelligence of the consumer. Fifth yeah. element. Exactly. Exactly. You don't need any more... I mean, I love the the movie The Fifth Element. You don't need any more of it because you don't know, need any prequel prequels or sequels because you know exactly how the world world works. You know how it's set up, mm-hmm. and you don't need and you know how the world's going to continue to work after the movie's over. Exactly. You don't need anything else. If like, you want more, you can watch that segment from Heavy Metal. That's almost exactly the same. Pretty much. Like yeah. my <laughs> thing is, is like I don't, I don't, I didn't need, I don't need to know Corbin Dallas's military past. Right. You just know he has one. Yep. That's it. And I love that. I yeah. love that. And I mean, I know there are other movies that have a similar lot of, kind of A lot of, of Indiana things. Jones movies are this way. You know he has adventures. Before and, and after. Before and after, and you're just not going to see all of them. Yeah. I yeah. think I think a lot of it comes down to that serial, serialized kind of... I mean, the Star Wars trilogy. Before, the original ones, yeah. Before they did the prequels and now the sequels. As much as I love Star Wars, like, the three... And really, the first one could have stood on its own. Yeah. You know, there are things that happened before, and there are things that are going to happen after, but as a core, it works. Yeah. There are events they mention that they that they don't go in on. It's just, these are events that are established in the universe that happened. You don't need to know about the Clone Wars. Exactly. You just need to know they happen. Exactly. They, they create fully functioning worlds and universes that lend themselves to have more stories being told in them. Right. And, they, so, they, and they sometimes f- telling more stories in them, when you flesh those out, it there's more room for error. I Star, guess. Tre- Star Trek novels. Star, Star Wars, Wars novels. novels. Star yeah, Wars the novels. expanded universe is yeah. a mess. Yeah, which is actually kind of funny. I had a, a extended conversation with a very, very opinionated Star Wars fan uh, over the weekend, and he had some opinions about some things. Many of them I agreed with. Many of them I did not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I mean, it just goes to show um, what extended universe can do to shape opinions of the core franchise both in positive and negative ways exactly yeah i mean heck the original star wars movie was this called star wars it yeah, wasn't was star no wars a new, a new hope or anything yeah. like that i don't know i i like it like i said i like it when they you tell a story in a world that feels like a living world that 
you don't just hand everything to me. Like like uh, Middle Earth, I feel like you could tell a million stories in there, and they wouldn't even have to touch each other. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, but then he went and wrote the Cimmerillion, which kind of does that. <laughs> well, but I, I we don't talk about the Cimmerillion. It's a history. It, liter- it literally reads like a history book. It's the yeah. most dry piece of literature I've ever I've ever consumed. Sure. And I've read Moby Dick. <laughs> um, two Moby Dick references for this show. Wow. It's a whale of a show. Melville. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't remember where I was going with this. Um, this is maybe our most literary show ever. It really, I love it. We're, it really is. We're getting highbrow it, it, with, on, yeah. on our fans. It, it's a real page turner. Mm. Uh, you know, when in doubt, pinky out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All the way up. In your in your face, overdue podcast. <laughs> oh, We're man. the real book boys now. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't really read a book in a long. In a Actually, while. started writing. Or writing. Started, <laughs> oh yeah. Started reading *Parasite Eve* the other day. The book, oh yeah book that the game's based on. Well, the game is a sequel to the book. Mm. I, I I heard a rumor that there's uh, rumblings that they might be doing another *Parasite Eve* game. Oh god, I hope so. The original *Parasite Eve* is honestly probably one of my favorite games that Square ever made. Mm. It it is definitely a good survival horror game. Yeah, I don't know what it is that, but I love like the sciency plot that really doesn't make a whole lot of sense when you get down to it down to it but it's based in like cellular cellular biology and all this stuff Mm -hmm. i don't know it's just the plot really was something i really got into for whatever reason well the chrysler tower was a nightmare but (laughs) i think the farthest i made it was like the 12th floor and the book so far is really good too whoever did the translation i think was really knocking it out of the park that's good. That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, uh, speaking of video games and parasites, uh, we have some Metroid news. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's, good. that's what Metroids are. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah. Weird news. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, Nintendo didn't like the direction that Metroid Prime Four was going in, so they scrapped all year and a half to two years of their work, and is giving it to the original development team at Retro Studios. To make a new one, uh, a lot of people are kind of panicking about this. I think it's good. Yeah, I'm yeah. Okay overall, it. it's a good thing. And yeah. I, I mean, I'd rather they, it be good than than quick. And that's what Nintendo said. They'd rather have a good. They'd ever. They'd rather delay it and have a good game. They've they've already done two bad Metroid games in they, recent Yeah, memory. they kind of have to because this is what the first Metroid, like Metroid, actual main series game since. Samus Returns. Samus Returns. Well, ago, yeah, that was a remake. That was kind of a remake. Yeah, that wasn't even like a new game. Like, what was the last original? <laughs> Federa- not, not Federation, Federation Force. Federation Force was the last original new Metroid game that came out, and it was not a Metroid game. It was not. <laughs> I hesitate to say it's a bad game because I don't think it is. Um, it's but, not a Metroid. But it's game. not a Metroid game. <laughs> I think it'd be really fun to play with four people. I've never have. I've yeah. done you know two person, but I think if you got four people together to play it, you'd have a good time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had a heck of a time playing Triforce here. Yeah, <laughs> and that yeah, that game kind of stinks too. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm okay with them scrapping and restarting Prime Four. Um, I'm a I've always been a fan of the Metroid series. Uh, it's one of the few um, first-person shooters that I enjoyed. Yeah, it's I, probably my favorite Nintendo franchise, mm-hmm. other than Mario. Sure. Uh, eh, I'm more of a Zelda. Um, yeah, me too. I put it one over Zelda. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, I really love Zelda and Donkey Kong Country. That's that's my thing. Mm. Uh, Mario, Metroid, uh, probably Zelda. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. I think that's why I play a lot of DK and K. Rule in Smash. <laughs> well, because uh, K. Rule's broken. Yeah, K. Rule's real good. Yeah, he's I don't, I, very good. I, I don't even play him that much. I'm, I play Donkey Kong and Bowser more than anything. Nice, nice. Honestly, the Mother franchise would be out there too, but I don't count it in the same. You know, it's not the same type it's, of thing. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's an R- It's a slow building RPG. It's not exactly. Also, the United States doesn't have doesn't even have every game. No. Right. But I think it's yeah. some of the best writing in in video games. Period. Is mm-hmm. that from that series of Man, games? It has been so long since I played Earthbound. I don't even remember. Do it. You can. Do you still I, have your 3DS? I have my, I have my Nintendo, my Super Nintendo Classic. Oh yeah, play oh, it well, on there. Very good. Yeah. All right. So. Um, Moving on, if you've got a Game Boy Advance, you can get like a flashed cartridge just for Mother Three. Yes, Mother Three is very good. Do that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, Nintendo's not going to release it here, so 
So do it. Like, it's the only way you're going to get it. Yeah. All right. So uh, where do we want to move from here? Do we want to do more game news? Do we want to do... Well, let's hit our reoccurring feature of the oh, show. Fallout <laughs> time. Something bad happened in Fallout 76, and we're going to tell you about it. It's yeah. called... The Fallout Whoops, Fallout. The Fallout Chronicle. Yeah. <laughs> Falling out. Falling out with Fallout. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so this... <laughs> We've got two two bits. Two bits. Uh, One One's a little, one's actually kind of a good thing, a little bit. One's not. Uh, full disclosure, we're recording this early in the week, and we didn't think we were going to have Fallout 76 news, but... This game is the gift that keeps on giving. Bethesda giveth and Bethesda taketh away and clippeth through the wall. We're, we're going to have to like create a jingle opening for these Eventually. at some point. If we keep doing it, yeah, if they keep happening. So let's do the good one first. Um, they're doing a new game mode. Is that correct? Yeah, they're they're adding survival mode, which is kind of like a hardcore PvP mode where there's no punishment for killing people and kind of seems like more like they wanted to do with the game from the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of more like a survival type, like rust scenario. Yeah. Where you collect resources and build bases and whatever. And and people will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you. The, the way the game is now, if somebody attacks you, it, it doesn't do much of anything. It does very limited damage. Yeah. Unless you uh, opt in to the fight, which really doesn't, mesh with like the hardcore like wasteland survival yeah wasteland survival thing they're going for with the rest of the game Mm -hmm. so i think this actually makes sense yeah uh the only thing is uh again i haven't played the game uh so i you know i have a very limited um opinion on this thing i'm the only one here that's actually played the game but uh (laughs) am i wrong in in believing that there are only fixed spawn points in the game like if you die there are like no, certain cuz wherever you build your base can be a spawn point and you can build it like pretty much anywhere okay anywhere right. that's flat enough okay cuz that was the initial argument that i saw from some folks that you know people are just going to it's going to become a camp fest where basically someone is going to st- like hang out at your base and you know just rack up points by shooting you over and over as soon as you pop back into the world and that I mean, will become unfair. Are, arguably, they could. They but could. They don't have any specific advantage over you either. Yeah. Well, the article, the article I read, in fair, in all fairness, um, seemed like they were trying to find reasons to complain about Fallout seventy six. This was before the whole jacket thing. Yeah. Uh, so they were looking for um, problems. Yeah, with they the needed game. It, like us. They needed a story for the week mm-hmm. to <laughs> get those sweet Fallout complainy clicks. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, it's like I've played a handful of survival games. Like I've played Rust, I've played uh, Age of Conan, and you know things like that. Ark, the one with the dinosaurs. <laughs> I never actually played that one. Conan's Junk Simulator. <laughs> yeah, but uh-huh. arguably, arguably Rust is the same. <laughs> yeah, way, except you don't get to choose your That's junk. Move on. Anyway, <laughs> um, Rust gets brutal. Like even if you have a base with a save spawn point. Depending on how good the people are attacking you, you might not last long because you may you may respawn back to your bed and stuff, but they might be working their way up your base and tearing the whole thing apart. I mean, yeah. it's build better defenses. This is true. This is true. Uh, that's where you need like a coordinated group though of people who yeah. know what they're doing. That's I miss like these stories of like the original MMOs of people like tales of deceit and insanity of uh-huh. like. Uh, people when there was no rules and it was the wild west of mmos you could kill somebody and take all their stuff and Mm -hmm. it wasn't like this guided disneyland experience like that's how it was in in star wars galaxies for me yeah (laughs) like the emergent storytelling of these things that can just happen and be crazy in old mmos is something that we need to look back into and try to i agree cultivate and i think this is a kind of a step in that direction Mm -hmm. I, mean, it's kinda, I like that. If they could fix all their other problems with their game, then great. <laughs> yeah. Then this would be awesome. That's that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody needs to make a hardcore focused MMO where there are no rules like that. No rules just right? Yeah. Well, I remember reading a story about See a guy who uh, role played as a bartender in Ultima Online after he was ganked real bad once somebody stole all this stuff. He got mad he role played a bartender for like 
an insanely long amount of time. <laughs> and then once he had everybody's trust, he poisoned the beer and killed like a whole server of people. Oh, wow. Wow. I, I watched a guy in like Daisy or something like that, or it might have been in like back when Daisy was like a mod, uh, pour gasoline in a canteen and give it to people he made trust him on the <laughs> game and they would drink it and get sick and die. Dang. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. Yeah. Well, well they're like the stuff that happens in Eve. You always hear about mm-hmm. these huge battleship All the wars. events and wars. Oh, they, sure. Yeah. They just come emergent out of the game's gameplay and not because storyline dictated yeah, it. Yeah, storyline dictated it. Uh-huh. Well, that's it's, uh, it's just too bad Eve is boring as crap. Well, yeah, that's that true. <laughs> uh, so, survival mode was a good thing with Fallout 76. Uh, I mentioned it before. Uh, what's going on with these jackets? Uh, Bethesda is selling a $276 jacket. Yeah. That, um, leather jacket. Leather jacket. In, woo, is in, it, in quotes. Is it leather? It's supposed to <laughs> they be. They said it's leather, but they also said that bag was canvas. <laughs> and, and that rum bottle was glass. <sighs> so, yeah. No, they uh, they released pictures of this new premium uh, real world item for, for folks. You know, a jacket, the blue with the gold stripes yep. and the 76 on the back. Like like the jumpsuit that you get at the beginning of the yeah. Fallout game, whatever. And... Um, People online have had a field day with it because all of the pictures online are not uh, flattering. Are not flattering. They look like you know those like blue tarps that you like get use. The, like you put over your truck bed. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you build, a, you build a, a, a tent out of, <laughs> or like you know when you're at a garage sale, you put it up so you don't get like rained on. Rained on. Rain on your knickknacks that you don't want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, the jacket looks like it's made out of that material. Yeah. Blue and plastic black. Who in their right mind is going to pay two hundred and seventy six dollars for a jacket from a game that nobody likes? Exactly. Like even if you really like it yourself, and hey, that's cool, that's fine. You're still going out in public with a jacket on with a game that everybody laughs at. Like yeah. it's it's not a good look. <laughs> it's it's not, um, especially and this this product is really um, wasn't well thought out especially based off of like their failed attempts at the rum bottle, the $80 rum. And those, again, those canvas bags that, uh, were actually nylon. We're actually nylon. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've seen some people put like do fake mock-ups online of like a trash bag with a 76 on it. Yeah. Or like a blue Walmart bag, blue Walmart bag. Someone made a, uh, jacket out of an Ikea, like blue bag. That looks like what they make the cart. People wear at IKEA. Yeah, yeah, and they slapped the, a seventy six on it. The jacket looks like it would crack the minute it hits sunlight. Oh sure, that's oh, yeah. how cheap it looks. It probably will because Bethesda made it. Sure, sure. <laughs> you put your arm in it, and your 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 hand comes out the armpit. <laughs> you will become over encumbered, yeah. and you'll be stuck in a T pose. <laughs> So, hey, uh, moving on from things that look bad to things that look good, costume-wise, there's a trailer for the uh, DC Comics Warner Brothers movie Birds of Prey um, that no one really knew was coming, really. Uh, It's kind of barely, it's like a weird teaser. It's a weird teaser. It's a spinoff of Suicide Squad starring basically Harley Quinn and a cast of new characters. Uh, they took the thing that worked from Suicide Squad and Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie <laughs> and uh, are basing a whole movie about it. The, the Birds of Prey are uh, an all female led team uh, from the comics, um, you know, doing missions and stuff. Sometimes it has heroes, sometimes it has villains, but sometimes both. Part, sometimes both. They're um, the one and only Birds of Prey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, this trailer looked really good and, and it weird. actually re- released a lot of real quick flashes of a lot of the different characters and their costumes. Um, again, had no idea. I haven't been following this because I barely remember that this movie was being made. Yeah. But uh, we got looks at uh, the Huntress, uh, who's being played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who was Ramona Flowers from Scott Pilgrim. And um, in the that Cloverfield movie, I know she's really good. She is very good. It's good casting. Yeah, along with her, there is uh, Black Canary, Cassandra Kane, who is a, a Batgirl, Batwoman, one, one of the Bat. Oh no, she was a Batgirl. Yeah, she's a Batgirl. Kate, uh, Kate, Kate Kane. Kane. Right, 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 right. That's right. Uh, Ro- Ruby Rose on the CW. Yeah, Cassandra Kane. She was the 
she was the Japanese one. one? The, she yeah, was the mute one. With yeah. the yeah, the yeah with, she was mute but got better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Barbara Gordon could walk again. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, and wrote, they didn't show her. They didn't. No Oracle. Yeah. Which I, I feel like she's an important part of the Birds of Ray. She's but, always uh, been like the main part. Yeah. But... Yeah, she's like the tech center of it. Right. Um, they also showed Rose Perez as uh, Renee Montoya. Uh, hmm. Renee Montoya is actually a pretty interesting casting. Yeah, she's um, a Gotham police officer. Yep. Yeah. Who and then later becomes the question. She becomes the second uh, question, which is really cool. Uh, which is weird because I thought I really thought they were going to put her on uh, Batwoman because she was oh. a, a supporting character as the question in Batwoman mm-hmm. for a good amount of time. But if she's going to be in this movie, she's not going to show up on the, on TV. Yeah, it's not going to be on CW. This is a different universe. Well, that's not sure. necessarily true because Superman has sh- has popped up in Supergirl. Uh, true. Yeah, but, but it's they're not, not going to. It's not a. Henry Cavill, well, he's not Superman anymore. No. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Uh, Ewan McGregor as Black Mask, who is a Batman villain uh, gangster. Yep, he wears basically. a he wears a black skull mask. Yeah. And uh, Chris Messina as Victor Zaz, who is also a Batman villain, but, like, these are villains that have no powers. The, mm-hmm. Like, all of these characters are characters that do not have powers, except for Black Canary, who has a sonic scream, but she is more well-known for, like, being... Uh, a, a brawler a punch girl a, a punch girl <laughs> uh, super awesome punch girl but Victor Zaz um, he's just a gross serial killer gross, that carves uh, um, like hash marks. hash marks into his skin for every person he's killed so he has a bunch of scars all over him it's kind of lame uh, kind of fits with the su- it's the probably the most suicide squatty kind of thing from this trailer yeah. Um, also, the whole trailer had this very weird spring breakers kind of vibe to it it did which sure yeah it's it's definitely a choice it's Uh, it's a it's definitely a choice and it's i would say even though you know it's spring breakers is not exactly the best interpretation of these characters perhaps it is definitely a step up from suicide squad yeah and it's it's definitely an interesting mm -hmm. way to go interesting that's a good way of putting it yeah and i'm not saying that in a snarky way yeah no it is it really is (laughs) one thing i thought is all their costumes seemed awfully generic and it was really hard to place who yeah. was who. It's like they were trying to make him not look like comic book characters, which is which is kind of lame. lame. Yeah. yeah. And I honestly didn't like Harley Quinn's weird outfit. Well, you well, know, you're going to get that gonna, though. That's not going to be the only one she wears. Either. Yeah, I you hope. know she's going to be in like 50 different ones. I just hope the Joker's not in this. Oh yeah, please. There's please already no too Joker. many. No more Jokers. <laughs> we're done on Joker for a while. Yeah. I don't. Uh, the especially uh, when nobody can do him right. Eh. Mark Hamill. Oh, well, they have, they're not going to put him in a movie, though. I mean, he he did voice the Joker in the Birds of Prey TV series, the live action TV series. But you never saw him. You did, <laughs> sort of. It was very blurry. Yeah, but they're never, they're not going to do that in a movie. He's not going to be in a modern movie as the Joker. It's, I know it's not going to happen. That's, yeah, <laughs> which is a shame because he's the best Joker, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, undoubtedly. Uh, I just don't want Jared Leto as the Joker, and I don't... Uh, I really don't want Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker I don't like the look. Every look I've seen him from that from that Joker, Joker origin film, he just looks weird. It's like, I know he's the clown prince of crime, but he's not that clown Yeah. <laughs> well, I forget who it was on set that reported this but there was there's an there's a supporting actor or actress on set of the joker movie that uh, reported that the script was being rewritten daily oh that's like the mario brothers movie uh-huh and we all know how that turned out yeah <laughs> <Ba-bom>. <laughs> God. Uh, all right so we have time for one more thing uh pick a thing guys uh... we have three Dealer's let's, Choice. Let's talk about those comics. Let's those talk about DC those comics. comics. Yeah. We don't talk about comics enough. Yeah, so Free Comic Book Day is coming up in a couple months. Well, actually, uh, it's a little more than a couple months. It's, it's like May, isn't it? The first yeah. Saturday in May. It's always the first Saturday in May. And, um, you know, companies, it's it's an excuse for comics. Uh, comic companies put out uh, basically teaser, teasers of new things that are coming out, as well as reprints of old comics, trying to get a new you know, readers in because that is what comics desperately, desperately need. Trying to get butts in comic book stores. That pretty much. Uh, and this year DC is launching two new uh, lines of comics um, 
during uh, Free Comic Book Day. Uh, the first one is called DC Inc., which is meant to kind of gear towards more of a young adult reader. I like that art. Uh, that's for the kids one. I really like that art. Mm-hmm. The The comic that they're releasing is called Under the Moon. It's a Catwoman-centered story. I think it's supposed to be like uh, early high school. Yeah. And, if, and if you didn't kind of know, pointed. graphic novels are like super hot right now for oh, yeah. kids. Oh, sure. There's a ton of them, and a lot of them are really good. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a whole section at Barnes & Noble in the kids' area of young adult graphic oh, yeah. novels. Yeah, it's really, it's really... Um, Read Lumberjanes. Yeah. It's fantastic. It looks, oh, like, sure. it looks like the indie comic scene did 20 years ago. There's a lot mm-hmm. of, like, biographical things. And, uh-huh. like, oh, yeah. You know, more than just capes. Yeah. Cape stories. Yeah, I'm, I'm in for that. Uh, the other line is called dc zoom and it's like middle grade readers and it's more of a a children's line which is also cool um the comic that they're releasing for this it looks like a justice league book uh with really interesting looking art that's a really interesting choice for green lantern uh yeah simon simon baz yeah uh, but it looks like basically the uh, lineup from the Justice League cartoon from 2004 with added Aqu- bearded Aquaman and Sam- Simon Baz and uh, Cyborg. He looks and like it, such a friendly Aquaman. He looks really friendly. I actually really like that version of Aquaman. I uh, like the whole thing. It looks like it was done very with a uh, colored pencil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, like, I like that art like style. The shade, the shade work is really nice, and I like the highlighting on Aquaman's armor. Gustavo Durante, that's the artist's name. Mm. The um, the takeaway from this is mm-hmm. they can't aim comic books at the same comic book store guys forever because they're gonna die eventually. Yeah, and then and then you got nothing. <laughs> hey, I feel personally attacked there. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, comic book readers as a whole are not getting younger. They I need know. to start going after younger audiences because, you know. Contrary to popular belief, comics are for children. They're not for adults. They're not really supposed to be for us. They've become for us as middle-aged Well, they can be. They're, for, they're supposed to be for anybody. They're for anybody. And they're sure. ignoring a huge market yeah. for no yeah. good reason. And if they, if they continue to ignore that market, they're going to... That market in, in 20, that... 30 years, comics could be gone. I mean, right now, yeah. comics... Uh, a large part of comics are like... Uh, holding like basically places to hold IPs until movies are made. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. And a lot of comics, you know, the, and, the digital ones are gaining popularity. Sure. And kids are hungry for this material. They yeah. love the superheroes in the movies. Mm-hmm. And then they don't have anything from that movie that's age appropriate for them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is dumb. Yeah. And I mean, and the ones that uh, are, if even if they are age appropriate, there's so much continuity and like reboots and like it's confusing onglo- to what to get ongoing, into. Yeah, events, yeah. events and things like that. Oh, it's God. incredibly difficult and to Marvel's be a fresh the, reader. And Marvel's the worst with the events. I, oh, it drives me nuts. I, DC's I've, pretty bad about it too. I've completely lost track of like everything. Yeah, well, DC's canceling a bunch of their titles too. They put out. Well, they always do that. They sold half as many comic books this month as they did last month. That's not good. I know. <laughs> That's super not good. That's like 50,000 books over the entire world. That's super not good. That's right. Comics, they sell about 100,000. Yeah. Over, overall, worldwide. I do that's, like that's how... Not, that's not very many. No, no. it's not. <laughs> you know why? Because you have to go to a specialized store to buy them. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, re- I remember when I was younger, comics were a little more widely available. Like yeah. You could go to like the magazine section of a grocery store and find some. The first, the first few years of me buying comics as a kid, I went, I went to Meyer. Yeah, they, they, had they were in the magazine section of Meyer. That's, that's where, a whole that's, like that's rack. Where, that's where I got X Babies. <laughs> that's where I got like all of like all of my books for years. I didn't, I didn't go to comic shops to buy comics until I was like a senior in high school. You're nearly hey. a man. <laughs> hey, I, <laughs> I love comic book shops and their communities and their environment, and mm-hmm. that's a gr- that's a great thing. I love it too. But also, why are they not? They why are comic books not more accessible? It, yeah, yeah. Comics need to be more accessible, both in content and of and like purchasability. Mm-hmm. That's how you save comics. Uh, we can get into way more of this, but unfortunately, we have hit time. 
So we should probably go ahead and wrap things up. You have been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on social medias at Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Nerd Overload Now. You can pop us an email, staff at nerdoverload.com, and also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Nerd Overload TV. That's right. Uh, we are also on a whole bunch of different places you can find podcasts. This week, I'm going to say Spotify. Go check us out on Spotify. Yeah, it's over there we really had to easy. Get a, we had to get approved to be on we, Spotify. Yeah, we are, so. we are officially a good show because we are on Spotify. <laughs> we also sell t-shirts, bit.ly backslash nerdoverloadt. We're working on some more uh, designs. We're hoping to get some more stuff in the store. And um, Patreon. Yeah, you heard that ad. Go to patreon.com backslash nerdoverload now. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N because it's spelled kind of weird because fancy, I guess. I don't know. Because you got to call your internet startup something weird. Something weird. That's yeah. spelled and, different. Anyway, bottom line, go check that out if you you know, if you know want. Uh, I think that pretty well covers everything. So, again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Peace out. <laughs>